It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. The Thursday, September 23rd edition of the Heartland at Noon, brought to you today by Purpose Financial and Heritage Insurance, working together to serve you better. Coming up today, the latest on the COVID-19 pandemic, the latest numbers for you. Feedback. After yesterday's daily commentary, the one we call Carney's Comments, I talked again about how troubling I find it that so many seem to be balking at receiving the vaccine. Well, a good friend of mine who's highly educated, I might add, shared her perspective on that issue, and I shared it in today's commentary. You'll hear it later this hour. Director of Hockey Administration, the voice of the Moose Jaw Warriors, James Gallo, going into his 16th season of calling play-by-play and his 22nd season working on Warriors broadcast. No other human being has seen as many or called as many Warriors games as James Gallo. He'll join us to take a look ahead to this weekend and the final two preseason games, two preseason games against Regina, uh, and the regular season, which begins a week from tomorrow. And Kids Sport, a most worthy charity in place to make sure all kids get a chance to play when financial issues come into play. Stay tuned for more on that story. Today on the Heartland at Noon. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermain Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermain Place Central Butte. Good afternoon, I'm Haley Shirky. An outbreak of COVID-19 has been declared at Vanier Collegiate in Moose Jaw. The SHA said that a classroom notification may not be sent with each case during the outbreak, as it is assumed there is an ongoing risk of exposure within the school. Those who develop symptoms must self-isolate at home and seek testing immediately. According to the SHA, an outbreak is declared when more than two positive cases are detected in a non-household setting. The provincial government announced 426 new cases of COVID-19, 415 recoveries, and five new deaths yesterday. Of the new cases, 16 are in the south-central zone, 64 are in Regina, and 91 are in Saskatoon. 4,706 cases are considered active. There are 265 people in hospital, including 211 receiving inpatient care, and 54 are in the ICU. 201 of hospitalized patients are not fully vaccinated. Mail-in ballots are now available for the public to vote in the upcoming by-election. To request a mail-in ballot, one must submit a copy of Valid ID and Mail-in Ballot Application. Applications and more information can be found online at moostraw.ca slash 2021 by-election or the Commissioner's Desk in City Hall. Complete applications can be submitted through email, fax, or mail. The Moose Jaw Northwest Community Association is trying to raise a total of $250,000 to cover the cost to build a new spray park just off 13th Avenue Northwest between the baseball diamond and the outdoor skating rink. The group will be holding a fundraiser on Saturday with 7-Eleven, providing hot dogs and free Slurpees at the fundraiser. Community Association Vice Chair Craig McLeod outlined what else will be happening that day. They're going to be doing face painting, they're going to have a coloring table, and they're going to be offering free Slurpees. There's also a magic show, and there's also going to be different games and prizes there. 
The event will run from 11 to 4 at 1210 13th Avenue Northwest. National Tree Day took place on Wednesday, and Moose Jaw has multiple trees of significance to recognize. The first is a large elm tree on Henry Street, recognized for its beauty and love from its owner. The second is a pair of spruce trees on Simpson Avenue. The person who nominated them shared a great memory planting these trees 40 years ago. The third trees nominated are a trio of elm trees on High Street. The Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation has released a new mobile fishing app called the Saskatchewan Master Angler Program. Executive Director of the SWF, Daryl Crabb, explains exactly what the app is for. It's probably the most comprehensive app that you've ever seen when it comes to uh, angling. It has everything there about, about every body of water in Saskatchewan, the types of fish that are in those bodies of water, an ability to register any trophy catches you have. It's, it's just an outstanding tool for the angling community in Saskatchewan to be able to access tons of information. You can also report invasive species or any comments about fisheries or other SFW programs. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is up 68 points. The Dow Jones is up 560 points. The NASDAQ is up 142 points. And the Canadian dollar is up at 79.05 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. Charges have been laid against two former SNC-Lavalin executives for allegedly paying bribes to obtain a contract. The Quebec engineering giant's international business arm is also facing multiple fraud and conspiracy charges. Former executives Normand Morin and Kamal Francis are due in court in Montreal on September 27th. New Brunswick Premier Blaine Higgs says his government will soon sign on to the federal government's national child care program. The province is one of three that had not signed on to the program before the federal election was called in August. The other two are Ontario and Alberta. All three provinces have conservative governments, but Higgs says his hesitation to sign an agreement wasn't aimed at depriving the federal liberals of a political win. U.S. President Joe Biden's special envoy to Haiti has quit in protest of migrants being expelled to their homelands. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security says more than 1,400 Haitian nationals have been returned to Haiti on 12 different flights since Sunday. Criticism is also mounting after agents were seen on horseback appearing to use reins as whips against migrants. Prince Harry and Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, got a hawk's eye view of New York City with a visit to the rebuilt World Trade Center's signature tower. New York Governor Kathy Hochul and New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio posed for photos with Harry and Meghan at the 386-meter observatory at One World Trade Center. The Duke and Duchess are in New York for a Global Citizen live event to call for vaccine equity. I'm Pam Fedick. Now, Discover Moose Jaw Sports. We'll start with another ace at the uh, Lindbrook Golf Club, uh, their 12th hole-in-one of the year yesterday. Russell Ayerst used his 7-iron to ace hole number three. Way to go, Russell. 
They'll practice today and get set for back-to-back games this weekend versus their rivalry, Regina Pants. The Moose Jaw Warriors go into the final weekend of the Western Hockey League preseason with a perfect 3-0 record. The Pats have won two of their four exhibition games so far. Warriors forward Braden Yeager says winning some games in the preseason has helped boost the confidence level of the team. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we've always been, you know, kind of like compete, hard work, and then, you know, those bounces will go your way. So, I mean, yeah, hopefully we can keep... uh, and keep working hard and stick to our, our game plan, and uh, hopefully things go well. This weekend will mark the start of another season of Warriors hockey on Country 100. Voice of the Warriors, James Gallo, will call all the action tomorrow night in Moose Jaw and Saturday in Regina. In fact, James Gallo will be our first guest coming up on the Heartland at noon in just a few minutes. Hamilton Tiger Cats won their fourth straight game last night over Ottawa 24-7. Quarterback David Watford connected on 15 of 25 passes for just 115 yards and a touchdown. Two games coming up tomorrow night, including the Saskatchewan Rough Riders taking on the Lions in B.C. That'll be an 8.30 start local time. NFL Thursday Night Football has the 2-0 Carolina Panthers up against the Houston Texans. And the Toronto Blue Jays have fallen a half game behind the New York Yankees in the American League wildcard race. Tampa Bay beat the Jays 7-1 last night, while the Yankees were 7-3 winners over Texas. The Blue Jays start a weekend series in Minnesota tonight, while the Yankees will travel to Boston to take on the Red Sox. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Breezy out there today. Mix of sun and cloud. Wind northwest 30, gusting up to 50. The high 19 degrees. Clear and cool tonight. The low zero, so uh, we'll get some frost. Tomorrow, sunshine. Wind northwest 30. The high 16. Weekend, sunny and warm. 27 on Saturday. 27 on Sunday. Monday, sunny with a high of 28. Long range, Tuesday sunny and 27, and Wednesday sunny with a high of 24. Uh, and that brings me to uh, the final forecast, the final month of the forecast in the um, Old Farmer's Almanac for 2021. Uh, for October, they're uh, calling for isolated showers and warm conditions for the first week, then sunny and cold for the second week of October, and then from the 16th to the 19th, snow. Let's hope they're wrong. Oh, by the way, we've got we've got the 2022 Old Farmer's Almanac in our hands, and uh, we'll be giving away copies of the brand new edition of the Old Farmer's Almanac next week on the 800 CHAB Morning Show. Yesterday's high in Moose Jaw, 29 degrees, normal high at this time of year, 17, normal low, 3. The record high, uh, 33 degrees, set in 1992. The record low, minus 4, in 1972. Sun came up this morning at 6.50, and the sun goes down tonight at 6.59. This hour, Moose Jaw 17, Regina 16, Assiniboia Gravelberg 16, Rockland Coronac 19, Swift Current 14, Elbow 16, Davidson Watrous 16. Once again, Assiniboia 16, Regina 16, and with the wind, northwest at 26, gusting up to 35, and the relative humidity at 47%, it's 17 degrees in Moose Jaw. From World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist, Drew Lerner. For Young's Equipment, your Case IH dealer in southern Saskatchewan. A cooler day is in store for most of Saskatchewan, but we will turn right around and warm back up as we finish out the week and move into the weekend. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner 
for the Golden West Radio Network. A frontal system that pushed through the region overnight last night and early today has managed to bring a northwest wind to most of the region. And as we go forward through the day today, that wind will bring in cooler air. We're expecting to see the temperatures only in the teens for most of the day. There may be a one or two spots in the southeast corner of the region that might manage to get up into a few lower 20s, but that's as warm as it gets. And as long as we can keep the skies sunny this afternoon, those northernmost areas will see temperatures in the lower teens. But if there's enough cloud cover around, there may be a few areas that are in the 10 to 12 degree range. Tomorrow morning, we'll likely see chilly weather across the entire province, and we'll expect to see the lows dropping down into the single digits. I would not be surprised to see a handful of locations going below zero. However, the wind will continue to blow in the coldest areas in the east, and that will likely help to hold those temperatures up. So any freezes that occur shouldn't be hard, and we will expect them to be of short duration. In the southwest part of the province, we'll have a surface high pressure area settling down, so the winds will be light and variable. If there's going to be any frost of significance, it'll be in that particular area, but there's not a lot of moisture in this atmosphere, so frost is probably going to be somewhat limited anyway. During the afternoon on Friday, we'll see the warming trend beginning to kick in. We'll expect temperatures to already warm up into the lower 20s, maybe even a few middle 20s in the western fringes of the region as the winds switch around to the south. The rest of the province will see the warmer weather on Saturday, and at that time we'll see most everybody in the 20s once again. Another frontal system will cut across the area Saturday night going into Sunday. The winds will switch around to the north, and we'll expect to see a little bit of cooling, but not as cool as what it will be today. Most temperatures in the latter part of the weekend and early next week will still be in the 20s with a few upper teens in the northern parts of the region. Our nighttime low temperatures outside of tomorrow morning are expected to run mostly in the positive single digits to possibly 10 to 12 degrees on the warmer days. The entire prairies will be involved with a rather tranquil weather pattern in general. I do not expect to see any major storm systems occur as we go forward through the next five to seven days. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner. Tim here with Young's Equipment. Get more. 20% more capacity, 30% more speed, 70% more flex. The all-new Macdon FD2 gives you more of everything you need for harvesting performance. From the company that brought you the original flex draper. Call your local Young's Equipment location or visit youngs.ca. Bigger, faster, flexier. Get more with the Macdon FD2 Flex Draper. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. The Road Report from My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town and Country Mall. New fall fashions have just arrived. Small to 2XL at My Addictions Clothing Boutique, Town and Country Mall. This just in this morning from uh, City Hall, Duffield Street West, between 12th and 13th, getting some paving today. No fewer than 15 projects on the list uh, for the City of Moose Jaw uh, that they're working on, including all the cast iron waterman replacement, which, as you know, has expanded on Caribou West. Paving underway just north of uh, William Grayson School, so that's almost done. But I'm hearing word that it could be today or tomorrow that that intersection, 9th and Caribou, will have to be closed for a time while that work continues. And lots of work continuing over on the west side from sewer and water relay on the 900 block of uh, of Albert Street. 
over to uh, Water Service Leak on the 1000 block of Francis and a Water Service Leak on 13th Northwest as well in that Palliser Heights neighborhood. So extra care out there. Today's Paul Martin commentary. It was not an issue on the campaign trail, but our new federal government will find itself dealing with an acute shortage of workers as soon as it gets back to work. StatsCan has just released its mid-year report on job vacancies and it's why the new record was not set in any specific area. It covers the waterfront of job types from entry level to highly skilled. They also did a comparison of job vacancies two years ago compared to the end of June this year. And they found that vacancies for licensed practical nurses grew by more than 140% in that period. The number of unfilled jobs for registered and psychiatric nurses rose by more than 10,000, or over 85% over the same period. And the agency found that there were the same number of people working in these fields over that period under examination, so it was not departures as much as it was fewer people entering the field. Construction and the hospitality sectors, as well as retail, also figured prominently in the 10 fields that dominated the report. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. The best way to start your weekend is at Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Every Saturday on Langdon Crescent from 8 to 1. Rain or shine, bring your family to Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Strike up some fun this weekend at the South Hill Bowling Center. Rock and Glow Bowling is back Friday and Saturday nights and Saturday afternoons. Knock down some pins with your friends and family. South Hill Bowling. Call 693-0955 to book your spot. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. The latest on uh, COVID-19, the uh, province announcing uh, yesterday 426 new confirmed cases of COVID-19. And five more people have died. The new cases include 16 more here in the South Central Zone where we're up to 194 active cases. Of the 426 new cases, 80% of those people unvaccinated, 3% partially vaccinated, and 74 people, 17% fully vaccinated. Uh, 4,706 cases are considered active at this time. 265 people are in hospitals across the province, including 211 in inpatient care and 54 people in intensive care units. Uh, and 76% of the hospitalized patients are not fully vaccinated. So those are the latest numbers. There's more on COVID-19 on discovermoosejaw.com today. Uh, local outbreaks uh, now include one at Banyay Collegiate. They've had an outbreak uh, out at Karenport at uh, the Briarcrest College and Seminary. So it's a struggle, as uh, many predicted it would be uh, rolling through the fall. Getting ready for another uh, hockey season, the Moose Jaw Warriors uh, tomorrow night will play uh, at home against the Regina Pants and then finish off the exhibition season Saturday in Regina. And the Director of Hockey Administration, the voice of the Moose Jaw Warriors, James Gallo, is joining us now on the Heartland at Noon, going into his 16th season of calling the play-by-play and his 22nd season working on the Warriors broadcast. No other human being has seen as many or called as many Warriors games than James Gallo. Good to see you, buddy. Always great to see you, Kearns. That's a lot of hockey, hey? I know. I think when you combine you and I, who's seen more hockey? Well, you, for sure. Well, no, but I mean, in terms of the Moose Shaw Warriors hockey, I think you and I combined have seen every season That's right. of Warriors hockey. So we should be the general manager and assistant <laughs> GM, shouldn't we? <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe uh, maybe people might uh, compare us to the old the two old Muppet guys in the in the balcony. Yeah. Maybe right. <laughs> 
you know, it seems like yesterday that, and I clearly, clearly remember. That, I mean, the uh, we were still at the old radio station back in the in the nineties, and we were in need of a guy in news, somebody who knew his sports, and and I found your resume in the pile. And back in those days, resumes used to uh, arrive uh, to the radio station with um, air checks on cassette tapes. Yeah. And that's how you uh, applied for work at CHAB. And I hired you back then, and that was uh, that was at the old radio station downtown. No, I was here, actually. Was it here? Yeah, I was here. It was uh, – the, the station was pretty new here, actually. I remember okay. coming in for my job interview, actually, and uh, I remember – if things went well, and then you took me up to the front, and that's where it was when 800 CHAB was country, and we had all these pictures of of country artists that had come by, different okay, things. Okay, yeah. I remember you telling me, here's a bunch of artists. I don't know who they are, but you're going to be working in news and sports. It's <laughs> 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 like, perfect. I don't know either. So it's it's perfect. It's great. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of fond memories. I know uh, my first year – uh, was your last year, and uh, there's some stories that uh, I hold near and dear to my heart that I tell, you know, some old school guys, uh, you know, guys like Peter Labardius and guys that we know uh, mutually, but uh, learned a lot, learned a lot from my good friend Rob Carney. He's, uh, you know, again, it's it's been a lot of hockey, but it doesn't start unless you hire me. So I thank you, Kearns. It's, uh, you know, I met my wife here, I met my, or my kids were born here, and it's all because of Rob Carney. Awesome. There you go. It's, and I appreciate Every opportunity that you gave me, Currents, because you took a, you took on a chance on a small kid from from Strasbourg, and uh, it's been awesome. It's been two decades of, of fun. You know, I mean, you know what it's like. You get paid to to watch and talk about a game you love. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. No kidding. Good for you. And looking forward to uh, being back in the. Well, you've already had had a taste of it. Uh, back in the rink with fans in the stands. Yeah, you know, I was actually talking to an individual out of Edmonton last night. Did an interview, and uh, that's one thing I told him is that you know the hub experience was was interesting to say the least. I mean, I, living at the University of Regina for sixty days was was quite interesting, but um, it didn't really hit you until you had you know Warriors and Pats tight exciting, fun games, and, you know, the players feed off it. As announcers, we feed off the energy, and there is none, right? It's So I'm really looking forward to, to having fans back, and I think uh, even though uh, I won't be able to see their smiles under the masks, I think it's important that getting back to the rink and people having fun, you're going to be able to feel those smiles, and, and it's going to be awesome. I, I can't wait. I'm so happy that fans are going to be able to, to get back and, again, do what I get to do, watch the team they love. And we should make it clear that uh, masks are mandatory this weekend yes. uh, at uh, Mosaic Place as the Warriors host the Pats on Friday night. Um, and then uh, for the home opener, which will be October 1st, uh, you'll need proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test to, yes. to come to the games, right? Yeah, I believe so. Um, again, provincial mandate uh, that was let out last week, I do believe. Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, most teams are just kind of uh, figuring out and making sure they have their ducks in a row how to accomplish that. And I think a lot of people need, need to show patience and understanding, whether you're going to a rink in Moose Jaw and Swift Current, Regina, you know, have some patience uh, with the people that are that are checking your proof of vaccination or your, or your negative COVID test because it's new to them as well. So uh, let's just uh, be calm. Let's be patient. Maybe go to the game 15, 20 minutes early so you can get through nice and fast, but uh, hopefully things will be good to go next weekend. Yeah, I mean... We're all in it together, and, and there's there's a cliche, and the other one is it's it's the new normal. Yeah, it's unfortunately it is right. I mean, it's it is what it is. Um, you know, you just kind of you kind of roll with it, right? Um, it uh, you know, is it uh, was I happy to go in the hub? 
I was intrigued, but it's what I needed to do uh, to get some hockey. And I think uh, I'm willing to wear a mask when I'm around Mosaic Place and, and hanging around the rink and, and doing what I have to do to make sure that I can get some Warriors hockey. Because I'm hoping we get 68 games. That's that's the key, 68-game schedule. Full regular season, that'd yeah. be. James Gallo is the voice of the Warriors, getting set to get back on the radio tomorrow night when the Warriors host the Regina Pants. Of course, the Warriors are 3-0 and so far in the preseason. We haven't had those games on the air yet. We, generally speaking, mm-hmm. get the last couple of preseason games on just to get you back into the flow <laughs> and then get ready for the regular season. Uh, let's take a look at the team uh, on paper. Pretty darn good. Yeah, you know, I think uh, you know what it's like. Junior hockey is cyclical. Uh, you you know, the four years ago the Warriors had a pretty good team, and you know, you, you paid some price with some draft picks. And I think Jason Ripplinger, who's who's now the general manager, did a great job finding guys. And you know, through the list, especially you think about Cole Jordan and Max Wan or Atlee Calvert, uh, listed players that have impacts. On this team, um, the strength for me on paper is probably that defense currents. That's where you have to look. You know, you have Damon Hunt, who's the anchor, third round pick of the Minnesota Wild. And then, you know, as I mentioned, Jordan and uh, Warner, both NHL drafted. Lucas Brenton is a guy 6'4", pushing 200 pounds. Uh, he plays a Moose Jaw style, right? I mean, fans are going to like him. He's big. He can play a little nasty. He's smart defensively. Uh, you know, had some NHL teams look at him, but maybe just didn't have enough views to get drafted. And then and of course, Denton Matejchuk, who is a pretty talented young man at 17 years old, could be an NHL first or early second round pick. So their top five, very confident of the Warriors in those positions. Who falls in six, seven, eight? Not too sure. Um, right now, you have uh, Braden Miller, the 19 year old veteran, uh, as well as uh, Matt Smith, an 18 year old, who is uh, an invite, and then uh, Matthew Gallant, who are our good friend, Kevin Gallant, former Moose Jaw Canucks announcer. Yep, called many years for the Regina Pats. His son. That's his boy. That's his son. Now a member of, uh, of the Moose Jaw Warriors. So I think on paper, the defense is pretty fun. And you mentioned that, that 3-0 record. That's without six players, Carnes. The Warriors have six players at NHL training camps. Uh, guys will be slowly trickling back out of manager over the next you know two weeks, perhaps. Eric Allry back on the ice from Florida Panthers camp. So uh, to do that without probably guys that fit into your top six and top four, it's pretty good to see. Up front, led by uh, veteran Ryder Korzak and uh, Braden Yeager. These guys are exciting to yeah. watch. Oh, you know what? Uh, Ryder Korzak, to me, Carnes, uh, you would love him. That's one thing I love about the job is you get to know the guy's personalities. Ryder Korzak, to me, he's at his best when he's having fun. And he, he's smiling. He's got a great personality. Uh, and when he's having fun, look out for the other team because then he's being creative. And then he's just he's dangerous on the ice. Braden Yeager. Boy, at 16 years old, he's going to wow guys. I'm not going to say he's exactly like, but he shows shades of Nathan McKinnon, right? He plays a 200-foot game. He's uh, He's got great skill. He's got a great hockey IQ. Uh, he plays with some power. He's responsible coming back on the other side of the ice. Uh, he's a really talented player to watch, you know, selected third overall. Another guy to watch up front is, is 17-year-old Jagger Furcus. Uh, you know, he's... He's small, but he's as greasy as they come. And he's skilled in the hub. Uh, head coach Mark O'Leary had put Jaeger and uh, and Furcus on the same line. And you could just see the potential. These are guys that are, they think the game the right way. They talk the game. They study the game. They watch hockey. Not a lot of guys watch hockey games in their off time. These are guys that do. And uh, those two guys, Jaeger and Furcus, boy, if, if they take off, it could be really fun times here in downtown Moose Jaw. 
The imports uh, doing well. Uh, Robert Backo scoring some goals already. Yeah, scored some goals, three goals in three games. Uh, he won't be in the lineup tomorrow. He uh, he, he cross-checked a guy in the face the other night, so <laughs> he, he won't be in the lineup. Uh, but you know what? I think fans are going to like him. He's big. Uh, he uh, When asked to compare himself to an NHL player, he had said Tom Wilson. He goes, Tom Wilson, but... I play like Tom Wilson, but I'm not Tom Wilson. And, of course, Tom Wilson has that reputation. And uh, so I think he's got that style. Martin Rasavi is is the other import player. Uh, and he's got about the similar size, 6'2", 6'3". They both push around 2, 205. Um, and they both have great shots. So uh, they're not maybe the flash and dash import players of a Thomas Fleischman to bring back a warrior, but uh, they are guys that have ways to impact games in their own way. And again, I think the way that they play, Warrior fans will gravitate to them and really enjoy watching them. And what about the goalies? we got three in camp still, right? Three in camp right now. 20-year-old Carl Tedichuk, uh, 18-year-old Brett Merwald, and 16-year-old Jackson Unger. Um, all three have looked good so far in the preseason. I'm not too sure what the schedule is like for the guys to play this weekend. But uh, normally teams don't carry three goaltenders. I'm not too sure if uh, if Jason Ripplinger and Marco Leary want to keep three for a little bit, just for, for COVID reasons perhaps. But uh, I think the challenge uh, for the 16-year-old goaltender Unger is, is he's got to play. Right, I mean, pretty much missed all of last season. Only played a handful of games with the Edge Hockey Academy. He's got to play. And uh, is that going to be here on a regular basis? I don't know. I mean, that's uh, for uh, an answer or for a question for a guy with a bigger paycheck than mine. But I think Tedichuk and Merwald is probably where you're looking. And uh, and both guys, very good goaltenders. Very good goaltenders. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. You know, I, again, Carnes, uh, the hub was, was great to get some hockey in, but it's going to be nice to be in in my booth it's going to be nice to have Derek Kletzel with me for the first time in 18 months which which is outstanding uh, and it's going to be fun to see the fans there I, I can't wait my, my family has changed their seats so they can actually see into our booth now so my, my youngest wants to wave at me it's just things like that that just make me smile it, it's good to be back at home it's nice to be back in downtown Moose Jaw having Warriors hockey Awesome. James Gallo, Derek Kletzel on the air tomorrow, 6.40 p.m. show? Uh, 6.55. We'll go with the short pregame shows for Friday and Saturday, then back to the, the 6.40 pregame uh, next week for the home opener. Awesome. Warriors and Pats tomorrow night with James Gallo and uh, Warriors Hall of Famer Derek Kletzel on Country 100. Always a pleasure, buddy. Good luck this season. Great seeing you, Cards. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. We'll take a time out. And stick with sports. Uh, Kids Sport, a uh, wonderful organization with a wonderful group of local people doing some good things. We'll share that story with you next on the Heartland at Noon. In uncertain times, it helps to have something you can count on. For 25 years now, the Cargill Specialty Canola Program has been providing canola farmers with both peace of mind and an improved bottom line. Our simple five-step program guarantees your end-use market, helping you earn more, aim higher than commodity canola. Set your sights on victory with the Cargill Specialty Canola Program. Contact your local Cargill or select independent retailer or visit victorycanola.com. Northern Saskatchewan farmers looking to dispose of unwanted agricultural pesticides or old livestock and equine medications? Take them to a Clean Farms collection event for safe disposal at no charge. Collection events are happening at designated ag retailers on specific days between October 4th and 8th. For details on what's accepted, dates and locations, go to cleanfarms.ca and look under what to recycle where or call Clean Farms at 877-622-4460 or contact your local ag retailer. COVID restrictions may apply. My crops were damaged this growing season. Am I covered? Glad you asked. 
Crop insurance covers both yield and quality losses. Coverage is available if you decide not to harvest your insured crops or put them to an alternate use. Contact your local SCIC office to register a pre-harvest inspection or post-harvest claim. Visit scic.ca to learn more about crop insurance coverage. SCIC, here at every turn. It's that time of year again to start watching football and getting next year's weed control base down for your canola, lentil, and pea crop. Apply Edge Microactive Soil Residual Herbicide this fall for the broadest assortment of grass and broadleaf weed control, including kochia, wild buckwheat, lamb's quarter, and foxtails. Edge Microactive Herbicide from Gowan, Canada, helps you maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Go to ca.gowanco.com for details. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan, Canada. You're listening to 800 CHAB along with us at LBBD Auto Body. Hi, I'm Terry, and we are proud to say that we now have the highest level of accreditation for safe and quality collision repair in town. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. That gallo got me all excited for hockey season. <laughs> so, looking forward to getting back to the rink. It's been 18 months uh, since I've been to a Warriors game. Uh, the last time was, you know, when COVID was hitting and we were all worried in March of 2020. And then the season just shut down, right? The Warriors had a, a few home games left uh, back in 2020, the winter of 2020, and the whole league just got shut down. So it's been a long time. And uh, like we said, some exciting hockey players to watch at Mosaic Place this winter. Donations rolling in for Moose Jaw Kids Sport. That's a story you can see on discovermoosejaw.com. A most worthwhile charity. Uh, and I can remember when I was a boy, there were a number of neighborhood kids who didn't play Little League in the spring or football in the fall or hockey in the winter. And for some of them, which I didn't understand when I was a kid, it was because their mom and dad or their mom or dad just couldn't afford it, right? Well, we're fortunate in Moose Jaw now to have a number of supports, including a strong and active branch of the Kid Sport Organization. John Eberl is Kid Sport Chair in Moose Jaw, and Marta Woodrow is Secretary. They took some time to speak with our Tegan Whitco. Let's start off with you, John. Tell us about uh, what you guys have been working on. I understanding there's a call out now for applications. What does that process look like? Well, it, it doesn't look any different from other years, I guess. Uh, there's uh, there's a few ways that um, families that are in need of support for their kids' sports programming can apply. Um, and they can apply online if they just Google or go to the Kidsport Saskatchewan website. They'll be uh, um, directed to a, a portal, uh, and once they once it's determined that the application is from Musa, we'll be able to access it, and it's put in in a, in a file that way. Uh, normally, they can uh, they can go to their um, local sporting um, uh, association group, secretary, treasurer, or registrar, uh, you know, for the year. And, and they'll have information and forms uh, to be uh, to allow uh, them to uh, submit applications to us. They can go to support workers in the schools. They've been very, very uh, good to us, too. Uh, folks there know all about our programs and are willing to help and assist people fill out forms, and they get them to us on time. Or uh, the last one, and for new Canadians uh, that are that are in, in Moose Jaw, uh, the Moose Jaw Multicultural Council, too, 
uh, does a really good job of, of, of assisting folks uh, in filling out applications and we have a relationship with them. We communicate regularly and so uh, they'll ensure that the, uh, the kids' sport forms uh, are submitted to us. Once we get them, then we, uh, then we do the screening process to, to see uh, they, if they qualify for funding or not. So, Marta, if you could lean in here and just explain uh, who is eligible for kids' sport funding, um, what type of information would be required for a family to determine whether or not they could submit an application? So we really encourage anybody who feels that they are in a financial position that they would require some help. Uh, There's a lot that goes into looking um, for qualifications. Uh, You know, the amount of children somebody has in their home can really put a financial strain um, even if you have a, you know, a decent income. So we just highly encourage everybody who feels they need the assistance to fill an application and send it to us so we can take a look at it. And what's the deadline for applications, Marta? There is never a deadline. We meet all the time, probably about four or five times a year. Um, usually in this time of year, we meet a couple times um, back to back because it is a very busy season. But um, like I said, we try to get together quite a bit and we just funnel through the applications and fund as much as we can. Well, now certainly an important time of year for taking in those applications with fall sports ramping up. I did see on your Facebook page, John, uh, what was it like to finally meet in person as a group again? Well, that was, that was a good uh, picture by Marta because it did sort of capture us in, uh, in action. Uh, it, it was great. Uh, the, I... Uh, I'm so appreciative of the board members that are there. They're such busy people. And uh, like Marta, uh, I mean, uh, is, a, is a great example. Uh, they're, they're way busier than I am, and, and they, they give up their time and uh, put it into to getting kids in sport and moose job. And it was fantastic to see all of those folks. We were missing one, uh, one gentleman, couldn't make it. He was harvesting, out harvesting, but... Uh, uh, it, it did my heart good to see everybody, let me tell you. Oh, yes. There's just something special about me being able to meet face-to-face. Absolutely. So, Marta, are there any upcoming fundraisers in the works? Has that been a topic of discussion? So, actually, John um, has been working on Kayak for Kids. Um, he did this a couple of years ago. It's a really great event. I think we are going to look at doing that again on in 2022. Is that correct, John? Yeah, that's right. And also um, something that is um, that we kind of started but never really got a hold of is uh, the drop and go at Sarcan. I thought I'd just maybe mention that. Um, you know, if anybody has any bottles or cans they'd like to donate to Kidsport, we would love that. Um, the letters you need to know is K S M J. Nice and easy to and- remember. Yeah, anything else, John, that you wanted to add? I would, would like to acknowledge the ongoing support right from day one of the committee in Moose Jaw, uh, of the Moose Jaw Kinsmen. Uh, they've been in board, on board. In fact, it, it was the Kinsmen themselves that saw the need and uh, sort of rallied the troops and uh, uh, got the first kids' sport committee going. And so I want to acknowledge their ongoing support. Um, a couple of uh, more recent businesses if i can name some names here uh modern mattress who is a new business in town jordan shenner and uh, uh, uh and modern mattress uh they chose to uh allow uh do uh, a fundraiser through their business so people that purchase can um, choose to uh have a donation made 
kids sport or as one of four or five charities that uh, modern mattress supports and they've been really good with that and uh, uh, Musta Co-op too uh, before the pandemic hit they started uh, a uh, uh, promotion where three cents if you brought your own bags there was money donated to kids sport and we're just going to receive uh, almost two thousand dollars from uh, from the Musta Co-op on that promotion and we really really uh, appreciate what Michaela has done for us um, and then the kayak for kids sport yes exactly Marta uh, will be you can expect some uh, some news on that as time progresses obviously many are involved uh, in supporting kids sport the organization as a whole maybe could you speak to the importance of the organization and why you feel so passionately about it and why you continue to stay involved John well, I, I think all of us on the board are, are the same. And uh, I, my spouse and I, my spouse is an educator, and uh, we really believe in the strength of, of, of having kids in sport and what it does for their uh, character overall. Uh, it's an opportunity for them to, uh, to participate with their friends, to have some fun, uh, to, to get away from uh, sometimes from mom and dad for just an hour a day and, and have a little bit of exercise and we just know and fully believe how beneficial that is and so uh, we're, we're very uh, hopeful that uh, where kids or families might not have the means either uh, you know by virtue of, uh, of uh, you know an accident or, or something like that or, or just you know uh, not enough money to go around uh, we're trying to eliminate the barrier of uh, not being able to afford the fees so they can come to us and we'll look at the, the application in total confidence and hopefully put kids in sport. That's We want to have an empty bank account and we want to have a ton of kids in sport. The only time an organization wants an empty bank account, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Marta, is there anything that you would like to add to what John had said? You know, I just really would hope to encourage um, the community to support kids sport at any time. Um, to help any kids that they see that might need assistance. Um, I will reiterate what John said. It's just really important to keep our kids um, in sport. It's so good for their mental health, and, um, you know, it keeps them off their phones and puts some smiles on their faces, and that's, at the end of the day, what we really want to do. So typically, how many uh, how many kids would you be able to help out on an annual basis? Pre-pandemic, uh our 2019 numbers were 252 kids. That would have touched over 200 families. Then. 2020, our numbers were down, uh, and, but that's due to the pandemic solely. Uh, a lot of the sports didn't get, get up and going at all. Uh, some sports, uh, I think um, Moose football was an example of that. But uh, having said that, I, I think we, uh, we still put uh, about over $40,000 uh, uh, through in 2020 as well into sports fees. Wow. Certainly a worthwhile organization, one that we are proud to have here in Moose Jaw. Uh, Marta, John, thank you so much for this. Before we finish up here today, is there anything else that you two would like to add? No, I just want to back up what Marta said. Uh, yeah, if, if, if folks uh, or businesses want to help out, please contact us. Uh, for individual donations, uh, there's a word linked to a charity, so a charitable donation receipt uh, that comes from a provincial office. We'll work with anybody if they have an idea. We'd uh, we'd love to we love to do uh, fundraisers within your your event. For uh, for example, if you're 
if you're having a, a large event and you want someone to sell 50-50s, uh, we'll come there and set up and do that for you. So uh, if you have any ideas at all, please get a hold of either Marta or I and we'll try to work with you. Fantastic. Marta, anything else? Uh, no, I think that's great. I really just appreciate your time and, and putting some spotlight on Kidsport. And we appreciate your time volunteering, Marta Woodrow. And John Ebro, Kidsport Moose Jaw, doing good things in the community, making sure no kid gets left behind. So the dust has almost settled on this week's federal election. Leading up to the election, uh, we had a really good visit with uh, Dr. Howard Leeson. Professor Emeritus, University of Regina. He spent most of his life researching Canadian politics, foreign policy, federalism, and the Constitution. We'll get his thoughts on this week's federal election when we come back. Heartland at Noon, CHAB. The greatest rock, pop, and soul tunes of the 70s and 80s. It's Dick Bartley's classic hits. The songs you remember, surrounded by headlines, personalities, interviews, TV trivia, pop culture, and more. Saturdays at 8 and Sundays at noon. Dick Bartley's classic hits. Brought to you by Primary Eye Care Center and Hoya Lenses, Moose Jaw Funeral Home, Assiniboia Livestock Auction, Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation, and the greatest hits of all time, 800-CHAB. You've roasted more marshmallows than you can count. Hosted endless campsite barbecues. Posted pictures daily showing all the fun. Now, do you winterize or upgrade? Hey, it's Michelle here from Moose Jaw RV and Marine where it's end of season deal time. Come in and see our in-stock selection. With your new RV, don't pay until 2022. Plus, get $3,500 cash back OEC. We'd love to hear your roasting, hosting, posting stories when you come in for winterizing, insurance claim, or service work. We can handle all makes and models of boats and RVs. See you soon at Moose Jaw RV and Marine. Moose Jaw RV Marine.com. Yeah. Start your engines. On your marks. Get set. Go. Don't be that guy. Keep your truck running in tip-top shape with Moose Jaw Truck Shop. Not going to be a quick fix? No worries. They now offer loaner vehicles. The caring service you'd expect from a family-run business. The results you deserve, backed by years of training and experience. Your number one diesel truck experts. Moose Jaw Truck Shop. Visit them online at moosejawtruckshop.com. Where's the music coming from? Oh, it's coming from Alexa. Wow, she has a beautiful voice. Is she our neighbor? Uh, nope. She's our new smart device. Oh, you can play music on those things? You bet. Check this out. Hey, Alexa, play 800 CHAB. Wow, that device is smart. <laughs> Get it? Find instructions on how to set up your smart device under the quick links at discovermoosejaw.com. Attention malt barley growers. Prairie Malt and Bigger is offering competitive bids on 2021 Copeland, Metcalf, Synergy, Connect, Fraser, and Bow Barley varieties. And they also require soft white wheat, so send them samples today. Aggressive bids and nearby movement is available for malt barley and soft white wheat into Bigger, Saskatchewan. Contact Prairie Malt today for details and pricing. 1-306-948-3500. 1-306-948-3500. Call today. Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. A mix of sun and cloud this afternoon. Winds gusting to 50 kilometers an hour and a high of 19. 
Tonight, clear with a low of zero with frost. Friday, sunny, a high of 16. Saturday, sunny, a high of 27. Sunday will also be sunny with a high of 27. And Monday, sunny, and a high of 28. The Moose Jaw Homegrown Farmer's Market is now accepting applications for its winter farmer's markets. The winter markets are set for November 13th and December 4th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Timothy Eaton Center. Applications are available at mjhomegrownmarket.com. For all your news and weather anytime, click on discovermooshaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Sean Slott. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Federal election 2021, as you know, not much has changed. We spent millions of dollars on what many saw as Prime Minister Trudeau's effort to get a majority government, and here we are, status quo. We had a special guest on this program a couple of weeks ago in advance of the federal election. And today, Haley Shirky is following up with that same political expert. With the federal election behind us, I talked to Dr. Howard Leeson, professor of political science at the University of Regina. Not too many surprises here in Saskatchewan. Um, I think the one that people thought there might be some change in was the northern riding here, um, this, this nippy riding, but uh, it stayed, not only stayed with the Conservatives, but the Conservative MP gained votes there. So overall, I would say it was, a, it was more or less a status quo election here in Saskatchewan, which kind of reflected the, the national election as well. So in your opinion, do you think that this election was worth uh, the amount of money that it cost if we're ending up with relatively the same type of government? Well, as a political scientist, I think every election is worthwhile. <laughs> I really do. I, I think that, uh, and in particular in this case, uh, and I think people are worried about the motivation of the Prime Minister in calling it, and that motivation may have been good or bad. I, I won't comment on that. But the uh, the fact that we had an election, um, even at this time, uh, I think was good, because I think we needed to hear from Canadians about how they felt about the the way the the COVID virus has been handled in Canada, uh, the role of the federal government. Uh, I think it wasn't so much a, a referendum on other things as it was on that. And so, any time that Canadians get a chance to to speak, I think on an important public policy direction like that, I, I think it was worthwhile. Getting the opinion of the people of Canada is never never a bad thing, right? No, and, and in this case, not just the opinion, but the but an actual decision as to who should who should lead the country and how. Uh, we we forget, I think, that as voters, we're actually choosing the government, uh, not just expressing an opinion in that sense. Yeah. Is there any changes that you expected to happen this election um, that didn't happen? Personally, I thought the Conservatives would do better. Uh, the, uh, the Liberal Party did better in Ontario and in British Columbia than I thought. They did, uh, they did worse in Quebec than I thought as well. So there were, there were some changes there, but they were marginal changes in, in the numbers of seats. Um, I, there was a lot of talk about the NDP doing much better under Jagmeet Singh, uh, but that didn't materialize at all. So uh, I think that the, the New Democratic Party has, uh, Largely relegated to just a couple or three provinces now. They lost ground in British Columbia, have no seats in Atlantic Canada at all, uh, still just the one seat in Quebec, and marginal seats on the prairies here. So it's really centered in British Columbia now, which is, I think, unfortunate for them. 
And the Conservative Party overall, uh, they were testing out, test driving, if you will, a, a new move toward the centre on a number of policy issues. And I think the jury is out as to whether that was was a good thing or not. The uh, the People's Party may have, have uh, prevented them from getting some ridings in Ontario. So, as I say, I think the jury is out on that as well. Yeah, and so speaking of the People's Party, um, they seem to have made maybe a little bit of traction this election. Why do you think that is? Well, I think we forget that uh, it's basically what what political scientists would call a a right-wing populist party. But right-wing populism has a long history in Western Canada, uh, starting with the Social Credit Party. um, Even the early uh, iterations of some of the farmers' parties were were quite uh, right-wing populist, and, and generally what that means is that they're they're opposed in large part to some of the economic parts of the system, such as railways or banks or things like that, which were largely controlled in eastern Canada. But they're generally very conservative socially. They're usually religious people, um, and they are tend to be quite conservative in, in social things. So it's it's a it's a, a wedding of the two sides, if you will, which has a long history in Western Canada. So I wasn't too surprised at the fact that the People's Party did better. Uh, I think that uh, the movement by the Conservative Party somewhat toward the centre probably opened up a flank there for them. And so there is a little bit of talk about expecting another federal election in about two years' time. Do you think that we can expect that? You know, I hear that, but I'm not sure. I think that uh, the question is who would call it. (laughs) With the opposition parties, no one, I think, will in the first two years are actually will actually call for the defeat of the government over uh, unless there's a, an issue of some real importance which which they feel will you know they can't vote any other way on but i i dare say given the criticism of of elections that you heard from the opposition parties it's unlikely that they will defeat the government on a major policy issue or a major vote of confidence over the next two years uh, Mr. Trudeau, I think, has is sort of one, you know, once burned, twice shy on calling an election that that uh, uh, is not prompted by the opposition. So I think this parliament may last longer than people think. Uh, I think it could be uh, it could be you know, 30, 36 months before we see something happen, and then of course that will depend on whether Mr. Trudeau stays for another election, whether the opposition leaders are around. There are so many variables there; it's difficult to say. I think. Yeah, variables. And the other thing a lot of people are talking about is electoral reform here in Canada. For a a second election in a row, the Conservative Party won the most votes across the country, but the Liberal Party won the most seats, right? We'll get uh, Dr. Leeson's spin on that when we come back. Heartland at noon, CHAB. People are passionate about logos. We wear t-shirts and hats and even have tattoos of our favorite logos. And one of the first things people notice about your business is your logo. Does it communicate what you do, what you sell? Is it well-designed? Is it current? Do you even have a logo? At Homefield, our design team specializes in logos and branding. We've created logos and helped build brands you see every day. And we can help build a strong brand for your business. Logos, branding, Homefield can help. Success starts at myhomefield.ca. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. Verna Kurgan, coach with the Kinsman Mushaw Speed Skating Club. We have uh, an opportunity for anyone that's interested. Try speed skating, anyone, hockey players, 
figure skaters, recreational skaters, come out and give it a try. Sunday, October the 3rd and October the 10th from 3.15 to 4.15. We'll suit you up with skates, some equipment, bring a helmet if you've got a helmet. A great opportunity is free. Beatskating at gmail.com and you can get details there. Also, uh, go to a Facebook page, Kinsman Mushtaw Speed Skating Club. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Moose Jaw Pharmasave. Serving Moose Jaw and area since 1916. Live well with Pharmasave. Moose Jaw Truck Shop, your number one diesel truck repair experts. Visit Moose Jaw Truck Shop on Facebook for more information. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. More post-federal election analysis now. Uh, Our Haley Shirky in conversation with the University of Regina's Dr. Howard Leeson. And so there's also a little bit of talk about election reform, just as Saskatchewan voted blue across all ridings, um, but that didn't affect the outcome of the prime minister. Do you think that election reform is needed in Canada? Oh, it's, this is a very difficult question for Canadians, I think, because we really we tend to hold five regional elections as opposed to one national election. Uh, and so the, the system as it is underrepresents a number of parties. So the only two choices are to stay with the one that we have or to go with some kind of proportional representation. And there's no incentive on the part of the conservative or liberal parties, I think, to, to go to proportional representation because it, will, it probably would curtail the number or, or reduce the number of seats that they would have in a, in a parliament. So I think there's not much impetus there. The Prime Minister just off the cuff floated the idea of the alternative ballot, which is is probably the thing that most of us are most familiar with in other organizations. That is the that, that you you know you you vote for people until they get 50% of the vote. The, the votes are are recast, if you will. Um, the French have a, a, a runoff election after two weeks in, in their system. So. We could go with something like that, but again, there's no incentive, I think, for either of the major parties to do that. So my guess is we're not going to see it over the uh, over the period of this parliament, anyway. Saskatchewan did vote blue all across um, all ridings. So, what kind of shifts do you think would need to be made or would be made to change Saskatchewan primarily voting conservative? Well, in partisan terms, uh, just in terms of the parties. I think that that uh, it would require one of the opposition parties, the New Democratic Party or the Liberal Party, to be much more uh, center-right than they are, instead of what you would call center-left, which would mean that they would be, uh, be in a sense, out of step with their national counterparts. And that's not unusual. I mean, the, the Liberal Party in Saskatchewan under, we're going back quite a way here, but back to, under Ross Thatcher, for example, was quite um, quite a, a center-right party, quite far to the right, and therefore was was uh, the party which most right-wingers in Saskatchewan voted for. And, of course, the Liberal Party in British Columbia is the same way. So if you're looking for an alternative party system, I think that an opposition party would have to be more to the right than, say, the NDP and the Liberals in, in Saskatchewan have been. 
that's a difficult move, I think, for them to make. So I'm not sure that that in party terms we're going to see much movement over the next short term anyway. Most interesting. Our thanks to Dr. Howard Leeson for joining us uh, and joining Haley on the Heartland at Noon today. My daily commentary wraps up the show next on CHAB. At Bear, obstacle is opportunity. We learn from the past. We innovate, like adding buteo start to our DeKalb canola to fight against flea beetles. Our next-generation DeKalb TruFlex canola with Roundup Ready and Liberty Link technologies offer herbicide flexibility. Plus, you get enhanced pod integrity for straight cutting with confidence. Depend on DeKalb canola for an easier, faster, smoother harvest. DeKalb, the seed for every season. Always follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. When you're a farmer, you've learned to take the good with the bad because you've seen it all and your roots are deep. Daddy, I want to be a farmer just like you. Farming is about a sense of pride in an honest day's work, careful planning, and growing for the future. Moose Jaw Co-op is on your team. Early mornings, late nights. Safely getting harvest completed with agro and fuel locations in Avonlea and Moose Jaw. We are growers. We are farmers. We are Moose Jaw Co-op. Be part of something bigger. Most will understand my stand on COVID-19 vaccinations. I believe in science, and I believe our doctors who tell us the vaccines are safe and effective. And I've had trouble understanding why so many don't want the vaccine. I touched on that, and yesterday a good friend of mine read it on discovermoosejaw.com and sent me a message. It reads... I find myself increasingly worried about the encouragement from higher offices to draw the us-versus-them line between vaccinated and unvaccinated. I know some people who are unvaccinated, but the more I think about it, the more I think it's wholly unfair to paint them as selfish, angry people. They aren't. They're terrified. And it's manifesting as anger, she wrote. It's like when you have a stray dog trapped against a wall, and it barks and lunges at you. It's not doing it because it's angry. It's just terrified. Thank you, my friend, for that message and that analogy. I needed that. I'm Rob Kearney.